This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 102. This episode is brought to you by Pretty Nerdy Press. If you want your educational posters to blend seamlessly into your home decor without sticking out like a sore thumb, then check out all the beautiful goodies that Pretty Nerdy Press has to offer. And don't forget to use the code 41MORE at checkout for 10% off your order. You can find beautiful educational art and gifts for people that appreciate good design at Pretty Nerdy Press. And you can find them at 41more.com forward slash pretty nerdy. Welcome to episode 102. I'm so glad you're here today. I'm chatting today with Leanne Garfius, who is a second generation homeschooler, a veteran homeschool mom, and the author of the book, Everything You Need to Know About Homeschooling. This thing is humongous. I was so surprised when I got it in the mail and I was going to check it out before I talked to Leanne. And this thing covers absolutely every little topic you would ever need to know the answer to. It's incredible. Remember the old days when we would all have encyclopedias on the shelf or the school library would have encyclopedias and you could find information about anything? Well, this book is almost like a standalone encyclopedia for everything you need to know about homeschooling. I wish this had been around years ago when I started homeschooling because it's not necessarily something you will maybe read cover to cover, but you will go and find the topics that you need help on at that specific moment. So it's a really great book and I will put the link in the show notes so you can check it out yourself. But Leanne has a lot of experience and two specific chapters in her book caught my attention. And so I wanted to chat with her today about the dangers of homeschooling and then also how to make homeschool life easier because it really is our lifestyle. We're, we're in this 24-7. And so what are the best ways to really take care of ourselves, um, You know, make this life more jo- enjoyable and realize that we're not failing. We're doing a good job. So we talk about a whole lot of things along the way. Leanne has some really great insight and I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. So listen in on our conversation. Don't forget to go to the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 102, where you can see links to all of Leanne's uh, sites and her book, and she has a podcast as well. I will link that all. And super exciting is that if you enter at the show notes for our giveaway, one of you, one of you lucky people is going to get Leanne's new book sent to you for free. So there will be one winner. This is, of course, a limited time thing, and all the details will be in the show notes. Once again, you can enter there as well for this exciting giveaway at 41more.com forward slash 102. Okay, enough chatting. Here is my conversation 
with Leanne Garfius. Hey, Leanne, thanks for joining us today. It's great to be here, Abby. Thank you. Yeah. So let's start out by just getting to know you. Maybe you can introduce yourself and your family. Well, I am a homeschool graduate. I was homeschooled back in the late 80s and early 90s, the dark stone age of homeschooling. And my husband is a public school grad. He's an immigrant from Peru. We have six children. The oldest four are biological from 13 to 22. And then we adopted nine-year-old twins, a boy and a girl. And we live east of Dallas. That's awesome. And actually, we have that in common as well. We um, had four biological boys, actually, and then we adopted our daughter. So we are kind of that same homeschooling family who, you know, has a mix of kids and it's all one big, happy, chaotic bunch, right? Exactly. And what is really unusual is no one can tell which of our children are adopted. They look, our adopted children look exactly like one, each of them looks like exactly like one of my bio kids. So when people are like, which ones are adopted? And we say, who do you think they always pick one of the bio? (laughs) Oh, that's fun. That's fun. So I'm kind of curious as a second generation homeschooler, I'm sure you can tell like things have really changed since you grew up and were homeschooled. What, what are the big things you noticed that have changed since, since those dark days? We're not such weirdos anymore. (laughs) It was very unusual to know a homeschooler. People had never heard of it back when I was um, a student. And, And we were in hiding back then. I was homeschooled in Michigan, which is one of the two worst states. You didn't want to be in Michigan or California back in those days because children were being taken away from their parents for homeschooling. Um, So our homeschool was very secretive. We actually did homeschool in the basement and not go out during the day and not tell anyone that we were homeschooled. So we didn't draw any attention to ourselves. But I think one of the biggest um, differences now is how much support there is. We all know other homeschool moms, or if we're just starting off and we can't find any that live near us, we can find them all over Facebook, all over Instagram. And, um, it's easy to get the resources. There's so much curriculum now that is written specifically for homeschoolers. And back in my day, you had, um, to use school books and it was actually really hard to get them sold individually from the publishers They wanted to sell to schools, not to individuals. Mm -hmm. So having all that, those resources and all the support and friendships is, it's a whole different, it feels like a whole different lifestyle than it did back in my day. Yeah. (laughs) Which is good news. Like it's such an easier place to be where you can start homeschooling and there is tons of help and support. And that's, that's huge. Like, that's amazing. So we are thankful for all those parents who blazed the trail back in those days. It wasn't easy. So that's really cool. No, it wasn't. And it was because of the hard work of all those families that had to go to court for freedom mm-hmm. and from um, marching on the capitals. I remember doing that and holding the signs for educational freedom. There is so much that the trailblazers did um, way back in the day. I live in Texas now and there. Texas, back with the Leaper case way back when, um, they they um, earned the right to be 
called private schools. And that's, that's why Texas is one of the best mm-hmm. places to homeschool in because the government can't get involved in your business any more than they can any other school. So yeah, it's because of those trailblazers that had to sacrifice and go to court and, and endure um, all the harassment that they did that makes it so easy for us right now. For sure. So I'm curious what your family's particular homeschool style is. Do you gravitate toward one? Are you really eclectic? What do you, what do you do? I would be really eclectic now. When I first started off, I was such a textbook homeschooler. I mean, like with the charts on the walls and all the textbooks and reading out loud exactly what the teacher's guide said to say. And yeah, I was really strict on that. And it took me a while to really relax. Thanks to a lot of the support, like we were going back to that, the support of other homeschool moms who really encouraged me, relax, Leanne, your five-year-old doesn't need to be copying his spelling words over and over and over again. So yes, that really helped. And then I really jumped into classical homeschooling for a while. Mm-hmm. And now I'm really all different. I'm classical for some subjects. I'm I'm textbook for a few subjects. We're unschooling science for little kids. I mean, mm-hmm. I and and a lot of the principles of Charlotte Mason. I don't think there's a homeschool style that I don't borrow something from. Yes, we are totally that way. And it's funny when people ask my kids, so what homeschool curriculum do you use? They don't know what to say because it's the same thing. It's like, <laughs> which one? Like we use a little of this and that. And it's like, they don't even know how to answer that. So it's good. I think you're right. Like once parents like homeschool for a while, I think a lot of us do end up really eclectic because we like to pick and choose and our kids are so different. It's hard to say we're only going to stay this one style forever. I don't think hardly anyone does that. I think, what do you, have you noticed the same thing? No, I agree. Well, I think a lot of new homeschoolers feel the pressure to try to copy off someone else, a book that they've read or the homeschoolers that are around them and they try to push themselves into that mold. But what I really encourage homeschool moms, no matter how long they've been homeschooling is I, I say all the time, you have to homeschool the way you teach best, for the way your child learns best. And I think so much comes down to your family culture. I don't parent the same way you do, Abby, and I wouldn't, hopefully we as moms have started to learn we can't tell each other how to parent. We're all going to be different. And it's the same way. Homeschooling is just parenting on steroids. You're going to do it your own way for whatever works with your child and try so hard not to pay attention to the way other people are doing it. Yeah, I think you're right. Now your book, your book, I was like so surprised when it came in the mail. I was expecting this little bug. It's like, it's like an encyclopedia. It is humongous, but I don't think there is another book like it out there as far as like covering pretty much every little topic. Usually books are really focused on one type of homeschooling or one topic, which is great too, because you need those those books too. But I really was like, whoa, this thing, I wish I would have had this years ago. I think it's great for like just being able to pick it up and go, this is where I'm having trouble today. Let me look at this topic. But one of the interesting chapters as I was thumbing through, I saw you talked about the dangers of homeschooling. And I, I kind of wanted to ask you some of the, about that chapter. What do you mean? What do you mean when you say the dangers of homeschooling? And then we'll jump into some of the topics you talked about in there. Well, I, 
we hear so much criticism of homeschooling that we as homeschool moms are used to defending where we defend it to our friends and our neighbors and our in-laws all the time, our choices. But we're, I, I am afraid that we as a community are often so focused on defending ourselves that we become blind to the weaknesses that we may have as a community and that each of us could have as a family. So I think it's important that we're well-rounded, that we're really going at it with our eyes wide open. I could be really messing up. And we want the encouragement. I mean, 90% of that book is encouragement. You're doing the right thing for your child. Here's a little more information if you need to, but you're doing a great job. And that's where the book is coming from. I don't want to be prescriptive that you have to homeschool a certain way, but rather give you the information that you need. But for this small portion of the book, I wanted to look at what are mistakes I make? What are mistakes other people might be making? How can we guard against some of these problems that can creep into our homeschooling and derail the good we're trying to do? I think one of the topics you talked about was this whole aspect of you might actually, as the mom, kind of hate homeschooling sometimes. <laughs> and maybe we're afraid to admit that because we do feel like we have to keep this like happy face, like everything's always perfect. And it truly it, it isn't always perfect. And it's good to be able to admit that sometimes we are going to hate homeschooling. Like what kind of things were you thinking about as you wrote that section and the whole burnout aspect of, you know, what we kind of feel as moms sometimes? I don't know about you, Abby, but I think when, especially when you're a podcaster, you're an author, you're, or you're a friend trying to help other people homeschooling, you don't want to admit, I really hate homeschooling. <laughs> I really hate it. But if I'm going to be honest, I really hate it a lot of the time. I don't do it because it's fun every day. Mm-hmm. That's If that were the case, I would have quit like mm-hmm. It's day number two of my first child. But um, so I wrote that section because it was true of me. And I thought if I put this out there, I hate homeschooling. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Then maybe other people will feel comfortable saying, do you know what? I really hate it too. But we don't have to quit just because we're at a point where we hate it or where it really stinks to be the Mm -hmm. homeschool mom right then. Mm -hmm. We don't have to quit. We can keep going. And the same thing with burnout. I wrote a lot on burnout. Mm-hmm. Because when I was asking my Facebook friends, and my Facebook friends helped me write so much of this book, but when I asked them what are the problems with homeschooling, I mean, everyone, burnout, 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 burnout. That's what they were saying they were having problems with, and I was having problems with it at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it was easy to recognize that that is such a big issue that we all need to face and that we need to expect We need to go into this expecting, I'm going to really hate it sometimes, and I'm going to get tired of it. We're the same. I keep going back to parenting. Homeschooling really is just parenting, and we hate being the mom sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think now, as a culture, we've gotten to the point where we're allowed to say that out loud. We're allowed to pass each other the memes that say, I really hate being a mom and I want to run away right now, Mm -hmm. but I want to take homeschooling to that place too. We can say, I hate homeschooling and still be the homeschool mom. I didn't quit being a mom because I really couldn't stand my kids yesterday. I'm not going to quit homeschooling just because I really hate homeschooling today, which Mm -hmm. actually I did have a bad homeschool day just now (laughs) before I started talking to you. One of my children, I wanted to throw out the window. But um, that doesn't mean I need to quit. It means I need to say, okay, this is one of those days I expected and I'm going to survive through it. 
Yeah. A lot of it is expectations. And like, are you realistic when you get into homeschooling? And sometimes, sometimes people just are not because we think it's this big rosy situation all the time. Well, what do, what should moms do if they are in that day or week or season where they are burnout? What are some great ideas and solutions for them? I think um, the number one we just said is just to expect it and say, okay, this is, this is what I expected. This is what's going to come. And number two, we don't need to be afraid to quit in that moment. We as moms would run away and hide in our bathroom and eat chocolate. Or if our kids are old enough, just get in the car and drive away (laughs) for a little while. We can do the same homeschooling. We can quit. We can put the books away and say, do you know what? I'm taking a day off or I'm taking a week off. You guys can watch a a few documentaries and you can make something in the dirt outside. I just don't want to see you for a couple of hours. And we can feel good about that because taking care of ourselves is taking care of our children. And being um, a sane, healthy mom is being a good homeschool mom. So I, that's the first thing I tell a friend who says, that's it. I'm at the end of my rope. I'm like, then just stop. Mm -hmm. There's only a limit. We're not omnipotent homeschool moms and God didn't intend for us to go, go, go every single day with a huge smile on our faces because that's not the amount of strength we were created with. So taking that break, take stop for a little while, And maybe while we're stopped, take care of ourselves, make sure we're eating, we're sleeping. That's a huge thing that we're getting a little bit of fresh air. And then um, stop and look at our homeschooling. Is it what we're doing that's burning us out? Are we trying to teach a way we don't teach well? Or are we trying to teach a way that our child doesn't learn well? Um, Is there maybe you know, maybe it's throwing out the books we're using and getting new ones. I don't like to spend that much money. (laughs) So for me, it's usually throwing out the teacher's manual and using it, using the material a different way, doing some different activities or putting all the books aside and just working, you know, on math in the kitchen. Today, we get, we're, I'm so sick of working on multiplication facts. My twins are not getting them. Mm -hmm. It's been, a year almost of multiplication facts. And I feel like we can't go any further in math because you can't do multi-digit math problems if it takes you five minutes to remember what nine times seven is. Mm-hmm. 63 for the love of God, remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So today it was using my... Um, another one of my sons collects dice and he had 10 sided dice. So we were rolling dice and multiplying the numbers together. So sometimes it's just you know, putting it all aside and doing something different Mm -hmm. and that will help your child. If you're burned out, your child's probably burned out too. So Mm -hmm. everybody is going to need a change of pace, a new perspective. Yeah. And I guess it depends on the mom's personality. Some moms, it's easier for them to say, we're changing things up and to feel that flexibility. Some moms are so scared that if I don't do everything the teacher's guide tells me, I'm going to mess up. So I think it is part of that, like, relax. You're in charge of your child's education. You need to do what's best in your situation. And I think, I think that does come the longer someone homeschools at the beginning. I think people are much more afraid to make those changes. You're right. It's personality. Mine, my personality is to just dig in and keep going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I tend to push myself and my children past the breaking point, just like forcing us into the curriculum's mold. Mm -hmm. Um, Even after all these years, I should have learned better. 
So, but you're right. We need to just, we need to recognize when it's not working and be more flexible. For sure. Now, so that kind of segues really well into the second chapter I wanted to ask you about, which is making homeschool life easier because we all want to know, okay, so how do we make it easier? And I love what you said. It was basically like, look, this is your life. Like it's all encompassing. It's your lifestyle. Like there are things you can do though that will make it easier. And you had a lot of practical solutions in there. So I'm just going to ask you about a few of them. Maybe you can talk us through. Um, you know, I've heard this, you've probably heard this. A lot of people are like, I could never homeschool because I don't want to be with my kids all day. But what are some solutions there? I mean, we are with our kids all the time. So you do talk about dealing with that constant interaction. What do we do about that? I get away from my kids. Uh, lot <laughs> because I I am an introvert I can't stand having people around me 24 me 7 yeah and it's a re- that is a real problem with me but we I from the beginning of my motherhood from my parenting recognized even with my newborn I couldn't stand holding him all day every day so having a routine in my life helps me. Some people find that stifling, but for me, just knowing, okay, we're all together in the morning. We're going to do our schoolwork then, but in the afternoon, they are going to leave me alone. I'm going to go in my bedroom. I'm going to close the door. Everybody has quiet time for two hours. So everybody has to be in their own rooms. You do what you want. Just don't leave the room <laughs> and don't make a lot of noise. Yeah. So having these, these routines, these times, or even days, once your kids get a little bit older, it really helps to be able to just say, I'm going to the library by myself today, or I'm running the errands by myself today. Mm-hmm. Getting that time away, helping your husband know that you know you're overloaded with kids having a good communication with him too and say I really need serious breaks from these kids Mm -hmm. really helps yeah I think you're right now okay what if someone has a kid who hates homeschooling we talked about moms can sometimes realize we hate it sometimes but what if you do have a kid that's just really giving you a hard time and they're having a hard time with this whole homeschooling thing this might even really be applicable to people who their kids were in public school last year, but with all the changes, they homeschooled and their kids have this change and they might be 12 years old, all of a sudden, you know, thrown into homeschooling. What, what advice do you have for moms dealing with that situation? I dealt with that with my younger daughter who was um, adopted. She had been in public school then for um, preschool and kindergarten in the first semester of first grade. And she is such a people person, like exactly the opposite of me. She Mm -hmm. thrives off of people's attention. So it it was hard for her at first being at home all day. She missed just being able to talk to people 24 seven next to her. Um, So for her, what I did is I helped her first of all, to understand, to recognize what the benefits were for her. Instead of sitting in a chair in school all day, she was getting her work done in two hours and then running outside and playing or doing whatever she wanted. Mm -hmm. And then when we run errands, we're going to the store, we're going on a field trip pointing out, look, we get to do this because we're homeschooled. You don't have to sit behind a desk today. You get to go with mommy and we can run to the park or we can spend more time at the library or whatever it is that they love to do. And then getting getting her really involved. We got her on a sports team. She wanted to take swimming. So, so she's swimming more. Um, doing more activities at church because again, we have the flexibility so we can, I can um, 
plan my week around making sure that they have enough time for fun. And then, I mean, my kids literally are looking at the clock and can't wait till their friends are done with school. Um, And a lot of them are taking online school, but here you still have hours, certain hours you have to sit in front of the computer and they'll go tell their friends, ha ha ha, we've been outside playing since noon and you guys were stuck in your houses all that time. So it takes a while. It takes a lot of education, showing them where the benefits are and listening. I had to listen to her a lot and what she needed and what she wanted to do with her extra time. Yeah, so it is a lot of mindset even for our kids and focusing them on the positives because they can uh, we can all tend to focus on the negatives, but there is always a positive and especially with homeschooling there are so many positives which I think you covered really well. So what about the mom? Like you've got lots of kids. How do you take care of the house and homeschool? And if you're working, like this is a common thing that people looking from the outside that are want to homeschool, they're like, I could never do it because how do you get everything done? What are the, you know, how do you make homeschool life easier? How do you get everything done with lots of kids still in the house? Um, well, you, first of all, you change your definition of what get it all done really means. It doesn't mean that I do Pinterest crafts because I don't. I hate crafts. So you'll never see me do a craft. That saves me some time right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not big on home decorating. So that also saves me time. I don't bake from scratch. Again, there's there's lots of things that I don't do. But people who love doing them, they can do that instead of write books. I <laughs> highly recommend baking cookies instead of writing a book. But <laughs> I think changing your expectation of what you are going to do and of what your house has to look like and then harnessing the power of the people who live in your house, (laughs) making them do a lot of the work. I personally, I don't, I haven't seen any statistics on this, but I personally think that homeschoolers do more chores than kids who go to school um, because it's necessity. We need help around the house if we're going to get all of this done. And it's really good training for them. My kids knew how to do laundry by the time they're seven or eight years old. Mm -hmm. They know how to do the dishes in the dishwasher. They know how to cook a meal by the time they're 10 or 11. So um, it's actually really good, a really good part of their education that our children are learning how to take on responsibilities in a family. And they're learning that mom isn't just there to serve you hand and foot. We all live in the family. We're all going to help out as a family because this is, we all work. Everybody is, is working together. So that helps. But also you have to know what it is you're going to do. I mean, if you're going to be a baker, if you're going to play the play an instrument, if you're going to work out of your home or or in your home, whatever you're going to do, you have to know what is most important and then make sure that you arrange your life so that it will actually fit that. But it will. I mean, there's homeschool moms who work full time outside the home and they still make it work. So it's, again, going back to making your homeschool fit your own family's culture. Yes. Now, so, okay, I agree with you totally. The whole delegate to the kids because we're all here, we're all all part of the family. I think that is a huge part of being able to handle life and homeschooling. How do you suggest when people are like, well, how do I teach 
you know, multiple kids, how do I make sure I have enough time to spend with each of them? What do you say for that situation? Like how do moms make it easier? You know, some moms are looking in going, I've got four kids. How in the world will I homeschool four different kids? Like what are the best strategies and solutions there? I've never taught my kids like completely one-on-one. They've always, it's always been a herd mentality at our house, especially the more kids you get. Um, Because by the time I was teaching my first one, I already had another one and you just keep getting more after that. Teaching your kids all together is really the way to go. Now, there's some things you have to teach them one-on-one, like you have to teach them to read Mm one-on-one. They're all doing math at their own level or doing um, grammar at their own level. But so much you're doing together. You're doing history together. You're doing science together. You're doing Bible and Mm -hmm. other electives together. Um, And so I think your child that doesn't read yet or children – Mm-hmm. that don't read yet, they are more time intensive and you're going to have to set aside, I don't know, maybe 30 or 40 minutes, each one of those children tops. Mm-hmm. Cause when they're little, they shouldn't be doing much um, serious schoolwork anyway. So you're going to set aside time for them. And then the older kids, if they can read and follow directions, then they can take off mm-hmm. by the time they get into middle school or high school, they're all completely doing all their schoolwork by themselves. So there's a lot more independent learning that goes into homeschooling. And and in my opinion, that's what it's all about. We're training kids. We can't possibly as moms teach our kids every little thing they need to know. And if that's our um, our view of homeschooling, then we're going to we're not going to homeschool <laughs> because yeah. none of us can do that. Just like people say, I don't know math I, or yeah. I don't know algebra. I don't know physics. You don't have to. Yes. The whole point of homeschooling is to teach our children how to learn. We mm-hmm. teach them how to read. We teach them the fundamentals of math. And then we let them go because for the rest of their lives, they need to be able to teach themselves things. Yes. Amen. I love that. I agree with you. As we wrap up, tell us the importance. I know you talk about this a lot and I do too, about the whole Um, importance in knowing your homeschooling why. Why is it so necessary to to get that straight and to always come back to it? There is a big shift now in our generation too, Abby, about why people homeschool. Back when I was a homeschool student, it was almost all religious reasons. People were were, um, homeschooling their kids to get them away from um, public schools, humanism, and they wanted to be able to teach their children from a Christian viewpoint. But now um, 60% of parents who homeschool say that they're most important reason is their child's safety. And 80% of homeschoolers believe that safety is one of the most important reasons to homeschool. They're taking their kids out of public school because of school shootings, because of bullying, and now because of health concerns. Mm -hmm. So that's always going to be huge. And it, it isn't a bad thing. It used to be that homeschoolers said, well, the only good reason to homeschool is to give your children a biblical education. And it is important. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to say it's not, but there may be many reasons that you homeschool mm-hmm. and there, it's important to know all of them, all of what is important to you. For us, it is giving our children, passing on our values to our children through their education and giving them an excellent education. Mm-hmm. Those are our two values, but it might be meeting your child's special needs, It might be keeping them safe and healthy. It might be 
any of a number of reasons. Oh, so, um, many of my friends, it's because so they can pass on their cultural heritage in their homeschooling. So whatever it is, know what it is or what the several reasons are. Because going back to we're going to hate homeschooling. <laughs> it is going to happen. We're going to hate it. Our kids are going to hate it. It's going to get bad. But if we know why, then we can say, okay, this is a bad day and I really hate homeschooling. But I know God wants me to pass on his word through my children's studies. And I know I'm giving them a really great education. So I'm going to do it again next week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it does. It helps you keep going because there's a great, there's a big why there's a great big priorities. And then those little, little annoying days, you know, you can just forget about them, right? I mean, they'll start new tomorrow. I agree with you there. And that is so important. And even the why could change over the years, some of them, right? Like you might start for one reason. And then as you homeschool, you're like, oh, I didn't realize that I also am homeschooling because of this, this, and this, right? Like you could add to your why as you go and you learn more. Special needs is a huge why that gets added later. Mm -hmm. Homeschoolers, um, generally get their child diagnosed with a special need faster because they're just, they're really focused on how their child is doing and they notice it faster than they would in a classroom. So then that becomes a huge reason in meeting that child's unique needs. Rather, whether it's a behavioral problem, it's a mental illness, or even if it's a giftedness Mm -hmm. that they find that they can actually meet that need one-on-one so much faster. So you're right. It changes all the time. Yeah, for sure. So, as we wrap up, I just want to end with letting you give moms who are listening just some final encouragement. The mom who's probably has her earbuds in and she's trying to fold laundry while she's listening, like, and she might be hating homeschool right now or whatever. What comes to your mind? What is like the best little final encouragement you can give our moms today? I really liked talking with you, Abby, about, about how we hate homeschooling sometimes. I think uh, that is the big encouragement is me too. I hate Mm -hmm. it too. Mm -hmm. And anyone who homeschools that tells you that they don't hate it sometimes is lying and you don't want them for your friend. You want a (laughs) friend that will actually say, yeah, it really stinks homeschooling sometimes. But go back to, go back to why you're homeschooling and go back to how do you teach best. And I spend a lot of time on that. It's not just your homeschool style, whether you're Charlotte Mason or unschooling or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you're doing. It's more than that. It's what makes you personally a great teacher because you are, you are a good teacher and you have to find, and I hope to help you find in my book, how, what your personal superpowers are for teaching. What are the many different ways your child learns and how you can connect those to really go back and finding the fun and joy in your homeschooling again. So remember that your homeschool is going to be unique. And when you find that great niche, that really nice intersection where your strengths and your child's strengths meet, then you're going to go back to enjoying it again. This has been a super fun conversation, Leanne. Thanks for making time to join us today. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I really hope you were encouraged today listening in on this conversation I had with Leanne. Her book is a gem. Definitely check it out and enter the giveaway because one of you will be able to win a free copy. So you can find links to everything plus the giveaway by going to the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 102. Thanks for joining me today. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.